Hello, and welcome to the Baylor Parents Podcast, produced just for you by Baylor's Parent Engagement Team, hosted by Gaila Fringa, Director of Parent Engagement. We will explore ways to help you help your student, so you can walk alongside them in their journey, together, but separate. Welcome, Baylor parents and friends. We are so excited today because we have Mr. Vincent Phillips. He is the Senior Coordinator for Welcome Programs in the New Student Programs area of student life. And he has a plethora of information for us and how he interacts with students and why he loves working with them. So Vincent, welcome to our podcast. It's nice to see you again. Nice to see you as well, Gail. Well, why don't you tell everybody who's listening, really how you ended up at Baylor, kind of your quick story and what it is you do exactly. For sure. Um, well, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Um, did my undergraduate work in social work at um, Texas A&M University Commerce and then traveled up the road to the University of Arkansas for my master's work. Um, I worked there for a little bit and it's funny because in that little bit that I was up there, uh, my brother had a nephew, my sister had a niece and my one of my supervisors left the University of Arkansas to come to Baylor, um, which was which was how I made that uh, initial contact. Um, in undergrad, I would come here with my fraternity brothers, and we would step and step shows and come down to visit. Um, and then in 2019, I got a phone call that said, "Hey, we have a position open. Uh, we think you might like it." And at that time, I was traveling, you know, back home for birthday parties and driving five and a half hours back, travel five and a half hours down the road to come back to Dallas for, you know, a family get together. And so I think that at that point in my life, Baylor called and said, hey, we want you here. And I couldn't resist it. It, it was, it was uh, important for me to be my family, important for me to continue to do the things that I love. And Baylor just so happened to be that, that sweet spot where I'm not too close to where <laughs> You know, they can just pop up at my house, but not far enough away to where I can't get to them if they need me. You know, a lot of Chuck E. Cheese visits here lately. <laughs> I bet, I bet it sounds like fun, but you're really used to dealing with older, quote, children or young adults. So why don't you share with us exactly what you do kind of day in and day out? Yeah, so I work primarily with our new students. Um, so at the beginning, we work with, you know, our camp and orientation. I primarily oversee our welcome week experiences. Um, so welcome week, welcome weekend, uh, transition, transfer, transition into it, and then into that semester. Hey, what does that first semester look like? Um, that looks like one, me selecting over 350 mentors um, for our first year students. That's planning engaging programs, planning academic programs. So really looking at, hey, what do these students need within that first few weeks of school to be successful? Um, and a lot of times it's just, they just need somebody. Um, so I, I tell people all the time, my job is to connect you to somebody to do something important. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's true. And it's really funny because uh, have you really decided or figured out what, what drew you to working with students? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I think that I just, I had tons of mentors important to me um, when I was working in college. I always knew that, and, and it's funny that we talk about what I'm about to say, because if my social work professors from undergrad would hear this, they would say, mm, and give me a little finger pointing, but I like to help people. Uh, it's like, well, I, don't I like to help people. Um, but I was a first-gen college student, and I knew the particular struggles that I went through as a first-generation college student, um, and how prideful I was, and, you know, I don't need help, I don't need help, I don't need help. 
Um, and then I began to work with other first year students. And then I just began to work with students as a whole, first year students as a whole. And I noticed that the, the, the recurrent theme was, man, sometimes students just don't know. They don't know what they don't know. Um, mm -hmm. And they just need a little guidance or a little auto, a little correcting. Hey, oh, here you go. Get back on path here. Um, they're not to the stage of autocorrect yet. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes I just need that. Um, I also just enjoy really being a part of that student's journey um, and their story. These students are coming here into this institution to create their own story. And, you know, if I'm a big part of it, that's great. If I'm just a period on the page, that's, that's great for me. But just knowing that I'm impacting that student uh, for the better is something that wakes me up every day, that keeps me going in the hard meetings, and that pushes me to continue to do better. That's awesome. Well, you shared with me the uh, one time when we were speaking about kind of how some mentors at your university <laughs> helped you push through something you didn't know. Oh. So can you can you elaborate on that? Because I'm sure a lot of parents will be able to relate to this attitude. Oh, for sure. I got to college, and you know, in high school, I, in high school, I was that man. I'm telling you, I was I was I was everywhere. I did the choir, I did athletics, I, I was fun. I got to college, my first semester, it was great. You know, I made the dean's list. Second semester, I said, all right, it's cool. And then third semester, again, uh, 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 <laughs> the third semester, you know, as my, as my mom would say, I was smelling myself. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just, you know, didn't perform the greatest on, uh, in the classroom, right? I was a great student leader. I had all the awards, but I just wasn't doing the great in the classroom. And uh, at that time, you know, my mom didn't have access to my grades. I was like, oh, you know, I'm an adult, quote unquote. I'm an adult, I'm a grown person, huh, I thought. Um, so I got a call, I got off work, got a call from one of my mentors and said, hey, he said, hey, stop by my office. He was my Greek life advisor. Um, and I went by his office, the door closed behind him. And there were four people in that office, uh, my Greek life director, um, my first year leadership teacher, a dean, and my supervisor. And they said, sit down, son. And I said, whoa, what's going on here? My birthday is not right now. Um, and the, essentially, they just kind of told me like it was, like, hey, you know, you did not come here to be involved in all these organizations. It's great that you're doing all these things. However, you're, you're not balancing well. And, they, and, you know, again, when they were talking to me, they weren't coming from this, hey, we're scolding you from Mount Olympus. Mm -hmm. It was more so of you have larger uh, dreams and goals than just being that super student and being involved, right? Um, mm -hmm. And in that, in that it's, it's, you know, to this day, that was my come to Jesus meeting. Uh, mm -hmm. oh, it, it was great. But they were able to sit down and talk me through, like, hey, let, let's walk through. What are you doing in life? How can you balance, you know, still being that great student, but also taking care of your work in the classroom? Um, and so I think that when I was able to see that, whoa, these people took time out of it, because it was after five, um, mm -hmm. took time out of their day to just sit down and talk me through the things that I was not seeing, right? I, I wasn't seeing how me not having the greatest of grades were, were, you know, would impact me in the future, because I'm like, listen, I'm living life, college, it's my time to be free and to be an adult. And I think for me, as a professional, it's like, that's another part of my job that it isn't always written out, right? You're not going to find that help students see the things that they cannot see. That's not going to be written in a job description anywhere. But I think that th that's something that, you know, a, a fire that keeps me going is, all right, cool. What is it that the student is, is not seeing that they need to see? And how can I get them there? If I can help them move from point A to point B, 
oh, I've done my job. I've done a good job too. So I think that, you know, and to this day, I still talk to them and they still, you know, talk to me professionally. And I mean, sometimes I feel like the students still, but other times I'm like, okay, let me tell you this. And when I'm frustrated, like when I'm frustrated with work or if, you know, I have a student problem that I cannot think through, or if I'm like, man, why did this student do this? When I told them not to do A, B, and C, you know, they, they're quick to point me and, hey, you are our headache at one point in life. And so <laughs> I think it's really funny. That, and I mean, they, they ground me. Um, actually, on Tuesday night, we all had a, a Zoom meetup. And it's a few of us who went to higher education. But, you know, they, they kind of told us about ourselves. And, you know, hey, you know, you remember when you did this? Or you remember when you wanted to have this program? And we said, hey, wait. Um, and I think, you know, full circle now, I'm the one who's pouring into those students, the things that were poured into me. Um, and so I just think that it's just amazing. It's funny and amazing at the same time to see how life works, um, to see how some of the same things that I did. You know, I was on the other side of this desk not too long ago, uh, but the same issues, the same problems, if it's academic, or if it's a relationship, if it's just financial, if it's, you know, hey, I'm stressed today, I need some help. And so being able to kind of pour into those students and you know help them find out hey, what do you really want to do or what's your why why, why do you do the things that you want to do um it's just something that i just i just love i can see that it just bleeds through you but how <laughs> rewarding how rewarding though to be able to pass on wisdom experientially so you can look right at them and say i know what you're thinking exactly i mean like not gonna fool me right <laughs> So talk about, you know, obviously the subject at hand this year is COVID. Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys have had to revamp almost everything that you've done uh, to accommodate that. But I think that uh, you've learned some, pro there's some good things that have come out of having to revamp everything. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'll, I'll um, tackle it first with kind of like the things that I've learned within, you know, working with students. So one, I think, you know, this is, a, this is a prime time for us to get creative. Um, I don't have two degrees not to be creative, right? And I think that everyone else can say, you know, hey, you don't have this much education to not get creative and figuring out how you're going to make things work. Not if they're going to work, no, how are they going to work? Um, and so I'm, a, I'm so appreciative um, to be like in the Division of Student Life at Baylor to where I, it, the, our leadership is not saying, you know, hey, this is not going to work. It's more so, hey, how are we going to make this work? Um, and so I enjoy that. I, you know, with Welcome Week, we, we switched it up a lot with, hey, this is how we're looking at complication. This is how we're doing milk and cookies, which is something that would have happened during a line camp. Um, or so how we bring in all the things they would have done or can do and modifying them to where they can still get some sort, some type of experience. Um, I think this year has humbled us, right? This year has taught us to, to be humble and take the small wins. Um, we can do everything. As much as we would love to, we can do everything, but the things that we can do, we have to do well. Um, and we have to be able to say, we have to communicate that to the students. Hey, being transparent with you all, this is what we're gonna do because A, B, and C. I think on the student side, it's been so interesting to see how our students connect with one another. Um, I teach, outside of my job, I teach a transfer class. Um, and this is my second time teaching kind of like a transfer year success or a first year success class. and in past years, it's been cool. The students will come to class. They'll come to talk to each other in the class. And then if they don't have an assignment, it's like, oh, well, all right, I'll see you next week. Whereas this year, these relationships are, are a little deeper. They're, they're more cemented. 
right? The students are coming into the class and they're staying after class to just talk. Or they're saying, hey, we're gonna talk at the beginning of class. Or, or hey, Mr. Phillips. Um, and you know, I, I tell them all the time, y'all really don't have to call me Mr. Phillips. Um, I have one student that refuses to call me anything but professor. And I'm like, okay, okay. but I'll take it. But it's interesting seeing how these students are no longer kind of like being unintentional with relationships. I think that the students are, are coming in this year and they're being more intentional with relationships. Um, typically in the past, you'll meet somebody out on Fountain Mall, you're like, oh, hey, you wave and you'll keep it going, right? Whereas now you're seeing students with the same group of people or they're with the same, you know, uh, pod of people, all right? It, and, it, and it's very interesting. That's one thing. The second thing, which is so, which which has gotten me, I'm like, wow, it, it made me rethink my life for, for a minute, um, is that our students, whereas in the past, the students would come to college, right? And then they would just not forget about their high school friends, but hey, my high school friends, I'll see them when I see them. Um, because I'm so dedicated to making brand new friends. This year, we're seeing a fun balance of building healthy new relationships and still maintaining these older relationships. And so the students are coming in, making new friends, and then still being able to communicate and integrate their high school friends with their college friends, which is something that, that, that doesn't happen all the time because sometimes people like to put friends in pods, right? And so I think that it's beautiful because now we I've seen, hey, you know, Vincent, my, my classmate, that's really my friend. We're going to go to um, Dallas or Austin to meet another friend from high school. And it's like, oh, okay. And so now you, whereas you have like, at first you had like these small networks, you have these huge networks of friends that are being connected over social media. They're uh, being connected over video games. Um, I learned how to play the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I said, all right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Do I play it often? Not at all. But I learned. Uh, I think and that's, that leads into the next things. Like, students are getting really creative on how they're communicating, right? Where in the past, it's all FaceTime or text. Now we're seeing like the resurgence of Snapchat. And Instagram has gone up like crazy. Twitter, um, House Party, which is an app that I learned about. So there are different things out there, different platforms where students are like, okay, how do we do the things that we would have done in person? online. So it sounds to me, I mean, really, as people originally talked about the new normal, you know, it sounds like there might be some really, really positive cultural right. changes coming out of this new normal. And mm -hmm. that not only does student life and all of Baylor departments have to be creative during this time, the students are being creative on their own. Mm -hmm. And so parents call our office a lot, you know, feeling that there's student isn't connecting or getting the experience, but at least it sounds like what you're observing is, oh, they're getting, it's just a little different than it has been, but they're connecting maybe in some better ways. So right. that's interesting. But also there are students who struggle mm -hmm. any given year, but this year, of course, and I know that you guys set up some plans in place to help prevent that or help capture that if, there, if that did arise. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so this year we, we tried something brand new uh, and it's called the Baylor Family Groups, which has been the most fun, uh, the most fun and, and energizing thing. Uh, I think in this season it, it is easy to, uh, I just can't believe that we can't do A, B, and C, right? 
like I said before, little wins. Except this one is not a little win, it's a huge win. Um, every first year student was placed into a small group um, and they had one leader. And those groups ranged from, you know, I think, and max around 13 to 14 new students. And they had an upperclassman student leader who was able to kind of like come in and talk with them. Hey, how's it going? I'm Benson, I'm your uh, Baylor family group leader. We can meet up, we can just group me. I'm just here to guide you through life. Um, those leaders have faculty and staff mentors, right? And so the leaders are kind of like this, 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 this healthy in-between for faculty and staff members and students because students aren't going to come to the faculty and staff member and tell them, hey, I'm not making friends. Or, hey, I just don't feel comfortable or confident in myself, all right? So we, what, we, what we were able to do is just find student leaders to really come in and say, all right, I'm ready, I'm ready to hop in. And it's been interesting because our student leaders are so invested. It, it, <laughs> I think at first we were worried, we were like, ah, oh, man, we don't know. This is over 400 student leaders that we've asked to step into something brand new, right? But these leaders just jumped at this opportunity to say, you know what? I recognize that this year is gonna be different. And I know that if I was a first year student, I would be feeling some type of loss. So how do I combat that? How do I give the same Baylor experience that I have loved and this love for Baylor that I have to a new student? And so we've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of our leaders, you know, coming to us saying, hey, what are some creative ways I can do this? Or can we go to Cameron Park? Can we go walking? Um, the amount of times people have asked me, you know, Vincent, we're going walking, would you like to come? You know, I, I could close all my rings on my watch. Um, just because it's like, wow, y'all are really out there doing things. But then encouraging. That's great. It, it is. Um, mm -hmm. but then also on the flip side, sometimes, you know, new students don't respond to the text messages, which to me, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's okay. But to those student leaders, it's like, did I do something wrong? Do they not like me? Is it this? And I think it's the it's the understanding that, you know, sometimes which, which I had to have a strong conversation with some of our student leaders. Hey, sometimes those students come in and they find their, their community. And they're like, hey, I found this community and I appreciate what you're doing, but I, I'm, I'm okay. Um, and I think that once our student leaders got to you know, understand that and, and know that, hey, it's not that they don't wanna be your friend or it's not that they don't wanna be connected, it's that they're, they're thriving within their own community. Um, wow. And this, you know, this has just taught us again, you know, hey, every student doesn't need everything given to them at the same time. Um, and for us, it's just, we just have to be prepared and we have to be ready to serve at, at, at a moment's notice. Um, well, and every year I know, Vincent, that there are students who do struggle, that aren't connecting no matter what you have for them. And I know that you have also shared about uh, when you have conversations and, and what you do to try to figure it out. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah. Um, I think for, for me personally, it's like, all right, cool. What's going on here? I think that it's easy to say, oh, well, the school is not doing anything for these students, and that's why they're not connecting. Um, but sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes it's the student is going through something else personally that they haven't shared. Um, and I think that for us, it's the, all right, cool. Let me figure out, and this is the social career coming out. Let me figure out what, what's not the presenting issue. The presenting issue is this student is, this student is not engaging. Okay, 
well, why? You know, and it may not be me asking directly, why aren't you engaging? It may be just me having a conversation. Hey, you know, what do you like to do? Because sometimes it's, oh, well, I just haven't found what I like to do. And so it's great. Let me connect you with our student involvement specialist who can help you find something or an organization that's kind of like what you wanted to do. Right. That's one thing. The second thing, sometimes students have conflicting ideas or feelings and thoughts on internally because in high school, I was this, I liked this, I did this, everybody saw me as this. And then you get to college and you're like, hmm, do I not like that anymore? Am I, and I used to really like horseback riding, but I'm getting to college and I just don't really have a passion for it. But all my life I've been known as this horse loving person. Mm-hmm. So how do I communicate to the people that see me that, that that's just a, that was a part of my life and I'm moving on to something new, which is tough sometimes. Um, a lot of times, and, and yeah, this is a tough one, is sometimes we, like there are expectations um, that are unspoken of students and that, that those wear heavily. It's, oh, well, my mom was in this sorority and I have to do this just like her. Um, and it's easy, you know, for me, I, I, I talk to my mom like, hey, mom, uh, I know I used to sing in the choir all the time, but here I am not singing in the choir. Um, but it's, for some people, it's harder to have harder to have that conversation of saying, "Hey, I, I don't like that anymore," or "I'm growing up a little bit." And I think that we, as the professionals, have to just go, "Hey, let me walk alongside you and, and help you find a healthy outlet for some of those feelings of anxiousness inside." Um, most of our students on our new youth survey say they just feel anxious. And it's like, "Well, what, what are you anxious about?" Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to make people proud. I'm not sure if I'm going to make people happy. And I have to tell them, you know, at the end of the day, when you graduate, whose experience was it? It was your experience, right? And your parents are going to love you, and we are going to support you in all the things that you do. And it's okay to to not know what you want to do. Like, you are are a whole first-year student. You do not have to have life figured out. And I think that once we get to those students, those students to that place where they realize, oh, I don't have to have my life planned out right now. No, you are 18, 19 years old. I'm 28 and every day I love what I do. And I'm like, hmm, man, should I run a marathon? (laughs) The marathon, yes. Hey, it's virtual marathon, let's go. (laughs) That's wonderful. So it's, it's, again, we talk about it with parents to begin with in orientation about uh, picture the transition that these students are going through and when we paint it like they're moving to a new city living in a place where they don't know anybody with a stranger and they have the hardest job that they've ever had in their life and all that stuff it, that paints it one way but it's almost like an identity crisis in a way because yeah. they because they're they're really transitioning into mm-hmm. figuring out like I'm no longer a kid right <laughs> I have to be an adult right and so so I think our time is kind of winding down here, but I would say if you, two things, if you could impart something right directly into a student's brain, what would, what would that be? Is it into the student's brain? Yes. All right. One, um, you don't have to be afraid to ask for help. Like truly. Um, and I I think I talked to you with you about this other day. Um, I had a student to let me know. Well, I had a student not let me know that she was hungry, right? Um, but as, as as an employee, as as a good student affairs uh, professional, 
I'm picking up on the cues that she's throwing out, like, oh, I hear her stomach, or oh, she is looking a little thin. Tons of things that may tell me, nah, she may be hungry. And she's not going to come directly tell me, Vincent, I'm hungry. I don't have food. So what I do is like, all right, cool. I'm going to pick up what she's putting down, and I'm going to, hey, let's walk over to the store. Let's all walk over to the, hey, actually, you want to walk to this building with me? And here at Baylor, we have this thing called the store. And the store is, and it, it is an amazing place. It, it's a pantry, essentially, that's filled with, from, um, from staff to students to faculty. Anybody can put stuff in the store. And students can just swipe their ID, go in and grab something, and go on about their way. Um, and I think that sometimes people don't want to use those resources because they're like, well, I don't want people to think this or that. No, mm-hmm. no. You, you, you were put on this earth by who? Good God. And I want to love you regardless. So that's one thing. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Well, and let me interject that. Uh, I think when I talk to parents too, you know, several years ago, I was made aware of this issue where we don't think that any student at Baylor might not have food. And so it breaks my heart to know that there are plenty. And so uh, that's something that many of our parents have uh, provided donations to the store. And I I think it really has kind of lost us any kind of stigma. I know lots of students use it and we're so thrilled that people can provide things for them. So that's wonderful. And and that you could help that young lady. And and she was just so, and we didn't exchange words about her being hungry and Mm -hmm. and here's the resource. Right. Awesome. Um, Number two, I would say number two, just to students. mm. Here I am thinking, thinking really hard on this because I'm like, man, there's so many things I could say. If you don't, well, do you have one for parents on on the top of your head? If you could impart one thing to a parent? Oh, for if I had to say one thing to parents, um, it's, hey, parents, ask the question. Um, I think that it's easy for students to call home and say, I'm not having fun, or I'm having the greatest time of my life. Okay, cool. What does that, what does that look like, right? Or, oh, why? Why is that? I think that sometimes the students say things to us, and they don't necessarily need an answer. They just need to help. They need help processing through, right? Okay. So I think one important thing is helping students process through their situations to get to their, to get to their resolution. Um, and I've learned that that, that students benefit from that way more than me saying, hey, here's the answer. So by mm-hmm. me asking another, let me ask a follow-up. Oh, so why's that? Hmm. All right, why do you feel like that? Or have you tried this? Give a suggestion, but not point them exactly. This is exactly what you need to do. Um, because I think one, it allows them to feel like they're in control of their life. When so many things are out of their control, it allows them to feel like they're in control. But then two, it improves their critical thinking skills to say, mm-hmm. all right, now I don't need Vincent to help me process through these. You know, it can be small things with friendships or it can be large things with, I want to switch my major completely. So being able to help them um, process through things without having, having to give them an answer, I think is good. Um, the second thing I would say is stay connected with parent engagement. I think that yeah, I, and I'm not telling you this because, you know, we're just on screen. But I think you all do a phenomenal job of highlighting the resources that students need, for one, but then also the resources that students may want, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you're wanting this experience. Here's a resource for you to make this happen. Um, so I think that that's another thing. 
third thing I would say um, to parents, you know, uh, connect with other parents. I think that that is that is uh, a a missed opportunity sometimes, um, and we can toss it out there as Baylor to hey, here's an opportunity for you to connect, 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 connect. But take some time to really connect to someone just on a personal level to say, you know, hey, you know, George, you got a son there, I got a son there. Let's talk about it. You know, oh, let's let's go down one weekend together, um, or let's let's get the kids and let's go fishing or something like that. Um, I think that the the more um, in tune the parents can be with other parents into that student experience without being like, hi. Uh, it's great. So just being able to kind of like just be present there. Just hey, how how, how is your day going? Oh, it sucked. Oh, why is that? And that goes back to the helping them process. Okay, well it wasn't not great. You just had a moment where you had a you know you had a, a, a and I I had a student in my class say, oh I had a meltdown, and I asked I said, well what happened? And as we're talking, she's okay. Well it wasn't a meltdown. Okay. All right. So what was it? And she goes, well, I had a moment where I thought I left my pencil pouch at home. It's a big and, deal. Right. It's a big deal. But being able to help, you know, put things in, into perspective for them, I think will help them not only in like classroom work, but just in life, especially now um, when students say, man, there's nothing ever for me to do. Oh, well, have you tried going to sit out with your friends on the grass or grabbing lunch or spike ball? Spike ball. Um, I never learned uh, to all the parents out there. I never knew what spike ball was until I came to Baylor. Um, and it is, if you don't know what it is, go ahead and Google it, watch a YouTube video. It is a mixture of four square, or I don't know if people know what four square is, but yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's a mixture of four square and volleyball. Uh, I, yeah, I tried to play it. Um, yep, ripped my pants. You got killed. Well, oh. and it's, it's a fad this year, I take it. It's real popular, right? It, it's it's yeah. everywhere. It's like, I'm pretty sure if I was to look outside my office, there are four or five people out there playing spike ball. That's awesome. Well, in closing, I think I'm going to pass it back and say, you know, that I think parents and people who are looking at Baylor or thinking about Baylor need to know that really student life, I mean, every meeting I've ever been in, you are always about uh, magnifying and making the student experience better and that definitely comes through in the care and heart that you have for students and and to help them uh, really transform we you know while they're here because it's really fun to see a freshman student and right. parents actually and then we see them at graduation mm -hmm. and no one can believe you know what their students have become and so it's been it's a wonderful journey and a place that behind the scenes you are always purposing to improve uh, for students and families. Oh, thanks, so, Kate. thank you. Thank you for all you do and your heart for students. And I'm sure you will have a long litany of kids that call you back just like you called your mentors. Thank you oh. so much, Vincent. Thanks, Gail. Thanks for listening to the Baylor Parents Podcast. This production was written and produced by the entire Baylor Parent Engagement Team. Remember, if you need guidance, email us at baylorparents at baylor.edu. That's B-A-Y-L-O-R-P-A-R-E-N-T-S at baylor.edu. Join us next time for another topic tailored just for you to help your child succeed. If you liked this episode, you can find all our podcasts and videos at baylorparents.edu.
www.campusesp.com.